Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a Seller Roundtable Extra. And this is Andy Arnott with my cohort. Amy Weiss. And uh, yeah, we, we've got a really cool episode today. We are going to talk about the Canton Fair. Uh, Amy was lucky enough to, uh, to go for, I think she said, 20 days, which is uh, pretty insane. Um, and I know she had a really good time. So we're going to kind of go over, we're going to grill her on, uh, on what she did there and, uh, some of the tips and things she learned. And, uh, I'm, I'm super excited because I've never been to China. Um, but I might have to tag along here soon, um, because it, it looked like way too much fun. So Amy, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get it started. Anything new before, uh, before we start? I know that, uh, you were gone for quite a long time. I know everybody missed you. They had to put up with me. <laughs> Yes, you, you were so bored. You gave them lots and lots and lots of extra tips while I was gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, you, I, I did that on executive uh, decision. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. No, I loved it. I was like, yes, Andy is, you know, I was kind of worried. I'm like, man, I'm kind of leaving Andy hanging here. He's got to oh, no. hold up the whole podcast, you know, and because uh, I guess it's like 3 a.m. in China right now. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I appreciate. Well, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get up for us at 3 a.m.? Jeez, <laughs> how dare you? Oh, man, those days there were long. So, <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's get it started. So um, let everybody know uh, what the Canton Fair is. Just give us an overview and, and uh, you know, if anybody ever goes, kind of what, what to expect on the, on the grand scheme of things. Well, the Canton Fair is, it, so, it sounds like, a, I don't know, I don't know what it sounds like, but it, you know, it just sounds like this magical place and it really is a magical place. It's, uh, it's in Guangzhou, China, and it is the oldest, the largest, and the most representative trade fair in China. So it is absolutely huge. There are there are three phases to the fair. So you have phase one, which is electronics and, you know, um, some of those items that people are afraid of on Amazon, right? They don't want to get into, but phase one has all the really fun, like robotics and electronics, and that goes for a week. And then they take a little weekend off and they set up for phase two, which is most of what people sell on Amazon. So that's like your household goods, your housewares, your gifts, your premiums, that kind of stuff. So that's what most people go to is for phase two. That goes for a week. And then you get a little weekend off and you get phase three, which is one of my favorite um, phases of the fair. And they have sporting goods, um, clothing, textiles, uh, household textiles, and... um, medical and, uh, you know, medical devices and stuff like that, uh, during phase three, but for each phase, it is this huge complex with over 60,000 booths of manufacturers and trading companies. And if you walk the whole thing during just one phase, it's the length of 217 football fields. So it's just a lot. And when you walk into the Canton Fair, you just 
feel the excitement and you're just blown away by all of the booths and just all the halls that you can go into and just it's it's really just a sight to see. So, so you're saying it's pretty much like Disneyland for Amazon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like Disneyland, except for <laughs> the cool thing about it is you get to talk directly with those suppliers. You get to feel those products in your hands. You get to touch them. You get to look at them. You get to talk to the suppliers directly instead of, you know, like Alibaba, which can take <laughs> months of back and forth. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, that's pretty epic. Uh, I need I need to make it. Like I said, maybe uh, maybe we we've, we've been talking about getting a full time nanny. Maybe if that goes down, then maybe maybe uh, maybe I'll be able to escape to China for a while. It sounds like a deal. <laughs> Let's talk to Molly and make it happen. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, why should you go to the Canton Fair? Um, you know, like you were saying, why can't people just you know source on Alibaba or you know some of the other channels? What what makes it special? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's why a lot of people, they say, you know, I, you can just go to China anytime, or you can just source right on Alibaba or all these other, there's so many websites, right, that you can source on. But the reason that you would go to Canton Fair is because a lot of the products that are at Canton Fair, they're not on Alibaba. They're not, a lot of the stuff that's on these websites is trading companies and such that have access to these websites and just put different products up. So, and you know, the unique things, there's so, think about 60,000 booths of manufacturers. So what they do, you know, when you see there, they want to put those products that are really unique that are going to get you to stop at their booth. So they plan all year to create something unique and different to get people into their booths to draw new business. So you're going to find stuff. And let me tell you, I mean, I have been sourcing, looking to source some pet stuff that I've been unable to find anywhere. And I found everything that I was looking for, stuff that I had been researching for over a year that I could not find a supplier for. Uh, and right there at Canton and go into the booth, talk to the, the um, factory or the trading company, whoever it is, right? And ask them like, hey, where are, what markets are you exporting this to? And they're like, Europe, Japan. <laughs> like, yeah. please, I can take this to the US. This is great. So that's, that's why Canton Fair, because you're going to see things you're never going to see on the website. You're going to see things that you're going to be looking for. You're going to be able to build brands, like just walking through, we built brands together. It was so cool. So yeah, it's, it, and just the sheer number of suppliers, contact information that you're going to get right then and there is, could be incredible for your business. Yeah. I just thought of a couple uh, uh, interesting questions. One is um, well, what you, or actually a statement and then a question, uh, what you said about like the, the products being unique, that, that's huge because like, I know that um, like places like Japan, a lot of people don't realize, but like Japan, like there's a lot of weird stuff that comes out of Japan. <laughs> it's not all like stuff that could translate to the U S but the Japanese are very forward thinking and forward, uh, you know, progressive when it comes to products and innovation and things like that. So a lot of times, I forget what the website is. I, I always, uh, I need to like bookmark it next time I find it. But there's like this Chinese um, website that's like tr training products for China. It's kind of like the uh, wish for China. Uh, I mean, not for China, for Japan, sorry. Um, and there's some really, like I go on there sometimes like, well, that, that product's super cool. And then I go on, you know, Alibaba and things like that and look for it. And like you said, a lot of times it's not even there yet. So um, you definitely are going to be able to 
um, you know, find some, some cool, interesting stuff. Okay. Two questions. One is, um, as you go through, there's so much stuff, like how are you documenting? How are you keeping track of all of this as you're going through? The other one is, is how are you, like, I know that Amazon sellers are super like protective of their like ideas and their product, you know, all that kind of stuff because you're in a group and things like that. Like, how are you protecting each other's kind of ideas and like not, you know, is it just kind of, kind of like a gentleman's pact or is it like, you know, or is it like a team mentality or like, how, how is that working out? Well, okay. So you, as you know, we went as a group, um, we had this course called the Canton Fair Experience and this year was our beta. Uh, I got together with my partner, Steven Selikoff, and we uh, put together a 25 hour course for two months prior to the Canton Fair. And everyone who participated in our first beta, they had to sign a a pretty serious NBA uh, because we wanted it to be a safe place where people could mastermind. And it was funny because we were all working together ahead of time. Um, and we taught them all about, you know, how to protect their idea when speaking with factories and, you know, when they're putting their ideas out there, how to protect it ahead of time while still being able to get the job done when you're talking to manufacturers. So our participants were really prepared to be able to go in and talk to a manufacturer without giving up their idea. And then they had the trust in the group already because they had been working together for two months. We were doing three live webinars a week together. So a lot of just working together. Uh, in the beginning, we encouraged them not to share their ideas because we were all going through the process of ideation. So we didn't want them to share their ideas and maybe just steer someone's mind the wrong direction, right? But then eventually people were like, okay, we're ready to start sharing because we want it. So everyone went to Canton with a pretty decent list of ideas. And then of course, when you get there and you see, so this is your second question, right? You get there and you start seeing all these amazing things and you're like, oh man, that's so cool. Like I could totally build a brand off of that or I would just launch that product, just that right there. And let me tell you, so I had my list, I had a list of like 12 products that I had validated that I was ready to go and find suppliers for. But when I got to Canton, I saw so many other great things too. So what you do is you don't go to Canton with the sourcing mindset. You go to Canton with the mindset of, okay, these are the things I want to source for. Let me talk to suppliers and find really great contacts. And then so you write down those contacts. We actually, uh, Stephen, my partner, he's been doing this for years and he actually published a book on Amazon. It's called the Canton Fair Workbook. And it tells you the exact questions to ask suppliers. And then it, it has a place for you to staple their business card. And then you just take a picture of that page of the book with the suppliers. They love it. They love taking selfies with you. <laughs> so, you know, and then what you do is you send them that picture later and you say, remember I met you at Canton and you have in your phone, you have pictures of the products that you were looking at in their booth. And then you'll see the picture of them with their booth number and the product you were interested in. So you can go back through your book when you get home and go, oh, okay. Oh, that one I was really excited about. Oh, there's the supplier's name right there. So that's kind of how we organized it. And we tried to get our participants in the mindset of, look, we know we're all going to have squirrel syndrome <laughs> and we're going to be like, oh, that's so cool. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Oh, I want to do that. But just go there with the mindset of, look, just get the information. Definitely prioritize the stuff you came there to source because you already validated that, right? 
But then the rest of the stuff that you think is cool, yeah, take a picture, get a name card, move on, you know, and then maybe follow up with that after you get home. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I read down the list because I was just going to ask you something that you already put on the list. So, <laughs> um, so uh, tell us about like some of the products you were looking for at, uh, at Canton and like, you know, you kind of mentioned the different phases, but like, you know, maybe something you liked about each phase or like, you know, dig a little bit more into that maybe. Yeah. So I was looking for some more, I have some new brands coming online this year. And then of course I was looking for some new pet products. So I kind of went in there, like I talked about with my list of a few products um, from my pet line. And then just a few other products that I had great ideas for that I wanted to um, launch this year. Mm -hmm. And so really what happened, I get in there with this idea of I'm going to find a supplier for this, but each haul in the phase is like labeled. So it'll say like, this is these three halls on these three floors are all pets and you just start walking. So I tried to be methodical about it and just walk like every aisle and then stop when I'd see something interesting, but it's quite overwhelming. Um, so it's really good to just get an idea of what you're looking for. But the other thing that's really cool is let's say that you want to source something um, unique that isn't really on the market yet, but you can find something similar at Canton and in, the, in one of the booths. Well, then you can kind of talk to that manufacturer about like, hey, if I want to change, you know, this this thing here, if I want to change the shape of it and if I want to put a unique design, like what's your lead time on that? And you know, you can kind of gauge how comfortable a supplier is with that. And you can, what I try to do is find three suppliers for each one of my products on my vetted product list. And that way, if one of them didn't work out or, you know, that, you know, if you had to walk away from one supplier, you would have lots of options. Yeah. Just try to be methodical about it. And, um, and let me just tell you, like the, the products, there were some really, really cool products there. Um, and so what, what is really cool about Canton though is in these booths, so what you, what you want to do if you're really interested in a product, you want to set up, you want to stay after the phase and set up a factory tour. They, all of these factories get super excited if you want to come and visit their factory. They want you to come see their factory. They want you to see you know, their products being made. And so we went on a factory tour for one of the um, suppliers that we met. And oh my gosh, Andy, they had so many more products that they manufacture that weren't even at Canton in their booth. Because they bring the exciting stuff to Canton that they think is exciting to bring people into the booth. And I get there to their factory tour and they take me to a showroom and there's like two other brands I can source for right there with products that are in their showroom. And they're only selling those products to Japan and Europe. And I'm like, yes, I found a golden egg here. So, you know, you definitely want to make time when you go to Canton to schedule factory tours and travel around China. So we got on a train, a bullet train and traveled to Shantou, which is where one of these factories was. And, um, and just spent the day with this factory. It was wonderful. Just drinking tea, um, having lunch together, touring the factory, seeing the way things are printed on, the way things are made. And that's where the magic happens. That's where you see all their other products, all the potential that you could have, the relationship with that factory. 
And also that's where the real negotiation happens. You don't want to source at Canton. Like you, you definitely want to have that relationship because you're going to be able to get much better pricing uh, when you take the time to develop a relationship. Yeah, those are all great insights. Thank you, Amy. Um, so I've heard this before and, and, and I think you mentioned it like I, when I was following your posts is that you said that, that like building a relationship is like a very important part. And so do you feel like you get a, a different level of relationship uh, when you go to the factory? Oh yeah. I mean, we started our factory tour. At, well, we take our participants on a factory tour before they even go to Canton because we want them to understand what a factory tour is all about so that they are uh, excited about visiting a factory and they know, you know, we call it the long dance of negotiation. Uh, But it's really, you know, we started our, uh, they picked us up around nine o'clock in the morning from the train station and um, they took us to the factory. We had tea together and just talked just about life in general, you know, then they took us to lunch. They showed us around the town. It was just fun. We just got to know each other. Again, we're not talking business. We're just learning about the town and about, you know, the history of the factory a little bit too, and, and their, their families and our families and just uh, life in general. But, and then we came back from lunch and we drank some more tea and we toured the factory and he showed us all the processes. I mean, they had this, uh, they had this poly bag factory basically where they could make their own poly bags for their factory. And then they had like 40 different plastic injection machines. They had all these molds. They had printing processes that were really cool. It's cool to see how your products, how your logos were printed on your products. Um, it's cool to see their design and research and development capabilities and how you could sit down with a designer at that factory and make a really cool, unique product, right? Um, and so it's just, it's really cool to, to take that time. But we didn't even talk business until about five o'clock in the afternoon. So we started at nine in the morning, just spending that time together and, you know, and didn't even talk business till five o'clock in the afternoon. So yes, definitely business in China is not like America where we're like, okay, we have an hour, let's sit down, let's do business. Uh, You know, it's very like get to know each other. And like we said, we call it the long dance. So we definitely want to encourage people, whether they go with us or by themselves, whatever, take time. Don't be afraid to visit the factory. Do it. It's great. I see that Steven uh, is, is, has joined us today. I wish we would have thought about <laughs> inviting him. But Steven, if, if you're on and, and you want to jump in with us, please, please feel free. It would be awesome to, to, to uh, get, get some, of, uh, some input from you as well. If you would just like to be a voyeur, then <laughs> you could stay right where you are. Cool, Amy. That, that's, uh, that, that's super interesting. Um, so when you're, when you're um, you know, going through the Canton Fair and at the factory and things like that, I'm sure that you know, communication um, can be a little bit uh, tricky maybe. Um, and, and also you know, having people who kind of know how to navigate you know, maybe some of the uh, traditions and, and uh, expectations and um, you know, manners, like th- all the, you know, because different country, um, China's you know, very different than the U.S. In, in a lot of those aspects. How did you guys navigate um, kind of that aspect? Well, that's what a lot of our participants were worried about. They were thinking like, do I need a sourcing agent? Do I need a translator? And, uh, you know, 
you can definitely bring a translator with you, but you don't need a sourcing agent. Um, you can source, every, you're right there. <laughs> you're right there at the source. So you definitely, you don't need a sourcing agent to go with you to the fair. You can uh, talk to suppliers. And what most of these factories and trading companies do is they actually hire people that speak really good English. Um, so really the only people that you find, you can hire a translator right at the facility, right at uh, Canton. Um, they're available. They have lots of great services there, uh, Wi-Fi and maps and all kinds of stuff. But, um, but most of the people that hire translators are actually like people who like French or Spanish or some other language than English is their primary language. Um, and so that's, you know, but really we didn't have any problems just talking with the manufacturers or their reps. And most of the, the, um, the factory personnel, uh, that we ran into, they speak really good English. So, uh, we haven't really had any trouble with, um, with needing translators or anything. So people should not be afraid of that. Cool. What, uh, I know that you guys, you said that you like initially you, you went to and did like a, a factory tour that you guys had kind of pre-scheduled. Um, how did you pick, um, how did you pick what factories to visit after, um, you know, going through the, the Canton fair was, was it, uh, cause I know that there was a lot of people in the group. So how did you, you know, cause maybe one person wanted to go see the pet, you know, factory and somebody else wanted to go see, uh, you know, the, the bike factory or whatever. Like, how did you guys decide on, on what factories to go see? So our group, um, we went to a factory tour before even going to Canton. So when, when, we, when we all met in China a few days before the Canton Fair actually started. So we took them on a factory tour as a group ahead of time. We took them to an electronics factory and, um, and another one that like makes toothbrushes and stuff. Um, so that they could see plastic injection, they could see printing, all of those kind of things. And then also so that they could understand what to expect at a factory tour. Because I think that's like really foreign to people. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's what I was saying. I'm like, what, what is this all about? And what is this going to be like, right? It just seems foreign to me to go to a factory, right? Uh, but this is what we do, right? We sell these products. So, I mean, the factories actually expect you to, and take it very seriously for you to come and, and visit. And like I said, if you ask them, hey, can I come see your factory? They're going to get all excited. They love that. So um, they want that relationship with you. So uh, anyway, we, we took our participants to uh, some large factories uh, of companies that produce some, some, for some pretty big brands just so that they could get exposed to what, you know, one of these factories is like. And then they would basically, when they go to the fair, then they would know what goes on and they would be encouraged then to go and visit their, one of their potential factories. So how did we pick what factory? So Stephen and I are launching a product together. We like to go through this process with our students. So we actually reveal the product we've been working on for the last two months to our students at the kickoff party before Canton starts. And so we were looking to source for that product and we found a really great supplier right there and they weren't they weren't far from Canton, just a, like an hour and a half, I think, was the train ride. So we just went ahead and, and visited that factory. Um, so that's how we picked one. So as you're kind of vetting suppliers, 
you, you know, you're going to know the ones that are like really front runners, you know, you're going to be able, there were times in my book where I would meet like another supplier and I'd, I would go back in my book and mark off one that, you know, just wasn't as good and that I was just feeling really good about. So those are the ones that you're going to kind of go back and what you can do the, you know, fourth or fifth day of the fair is go back to those suppliers that are just really, you know, that you really want samples from, that you really want to visit the factory for and go back and say, hey, you know, I would love to set up a factory visit. Also having WeChat, that's a big thing. Like um, have WeChat right on your phone and just add them right then and there, you know, and that way you can talk with them directly and uh, and that makes it very easy. Yeah. So uh, if people don't know, WeChat is kind of the WhatsApp slash messenger for people in China. Um, they do all kinds of stuff on there. Like uh, they'll, they'll pay with stuff through that. Um, it's all kinds of uh, interesting stuff that they they do with that app over there. Um, how uh, how could you tell like when you're when you're in the Canton Fair, what company is a factory? What you know what's a, what are serious companies? What are kind of these like fly by night operations um, and things like that? Like how how did you know how to get to the cream of the crop? And and a follow up kind of to that question is. Were you able, like, how, is there any way to like squeeze out like, you know, like who's manufacturing for uh, Nike or, you know, is there any ways to like see what the big brands are doing and then find out like what factories they're using and then try to go after those factories? Well, I'll start with your big brands question because let me tell you, they, if there's, if they are a manufacturer for a big brand, they proudly display that in their booth. They put Walmart on there. They put, you know, one of the, um, I was looking for some bags in phase three and one of the suppliers I talked to is like, oh yeah, we make bags for GNC. And so they, they proudly, you know, talk about that. And, um, and you know, they're very, it's, it's very open and often they're in their catalogs. They'll have, you know, the brands, big brands that they, uh, that they supply for because it's a, it's a matter of pride, right. right. Um, and quality. So, uh, and also Walmart and some of the larger retailers, they have very strict certification requirements. So that if that manufacturer has passed those stringent certification requirements, you'll see Walmart really big on their sign because, you know, they've passed those certification requirements. Yeah. And then as far as your question about how do you vet suppliers? So I know a lot of times in our groups, we see questions like, what's a factory? What's a trading company? Should I use a trading company? Basically what you're, you're going to be able to tell, um, a factory is going to make one or two kind of products. Um, a trading company is going to have a whole line. So I was looking at, I was talking to a supplier of fitness stuff and I asked him, I said, Hey, there's nothing wrong with just asking him, Hey, are you a factory or a trading company? And uh, he said, Oh, I'm a trading company, you know, and it was obvious, but sometimes they will say that they are, um, a, they, they'll say they're a factory because they work with a partner factory, even though they're genuinely a trading company. So what you can do is you can uh, have a, there's also legal services there at the fair, uh, but, or if you just know somebody in China, they can basically look up that, um, that company in the trade directory in the business directory for China. And you can make sure that they are um, legit, that they're, they are who they say they are. 
that, um, that you can check on them, whether they're a factory or a trading company. And then also with experience, you're going to learn the questions to ask. Like I was talking to one of what I thought was a potential supplier and they told me they were a factory and I was asking them all the questions from our book. Like, Hey, you know, um, how many people work at your factory and where are you located? And they answered all those questions. And of course, I sent Stephen, the bulldog behind me and said, Hey, stop by this booth. I think they might have a potential be a good supplier for our product. And he meets me later in another booth. And he's like, Yeah, that was a trading company. You didn't push them hard enough. So, you know, I'm learning from the from the the magi. (laughs) So, um, you know, definitely, um, for me, this was the first time communicating outside of talking with, you know, on Alibaba and stuff like that. So I had a lot to learn from the more experienced, um, the more experienced guy there, Steven, my partner. So The, the Jedi master of sourcing. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, but you know, our participants got to, Stephen would actually go in the booth with them and negotiate for them. So our participants got to learn like firsthand, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Those are the questions I should be asking. So even though we prepared them ahead of time and we gave them book, it's still overwhelming. And you don't know, you know, what you're, you don't know what you don't know. And, uh, and so it was just a really cool experience to go through that together and, and learn that. But bottom line, guys and girls, it's just do your due diligence, okay? Make sure that if you feel really good about a factory, trading company, whatever, you're asking those questions. You know, they shouldn't be shy to tell you about their factory, about how long they've been in business, all that stuff. They should be very proud of that. And then go ahead and look them up. There's plenty of um, Chinese business directories to do that. Cool. All right. That's all uh, interesting. And it's good to know that. So so if I do go, I'm going to make sure that I just like, you know, hover around Steven the entire time. (laughs) Shadow him. Be a helicopter helicopter mom. Learn his ninja ways. Um, Excuse me. How about um, prices and negotiation? You know, how are there, were there any tips or tricks or anything um, involved with that in order to, you know, get the best prices uh, kind of more on like, how to, to, you know, I guess that's part of vetting, you know, how to get all those things uh, handled. Yeah. So I know, I know, you know, what Stephen and I talk about is that we teach our participants to source at a seven X multiplier. That is the standard for retail. And, you know, Amazon is a great sales channel. We highly recommend, you know, getting your products in Amazon first. Absolutely. There's no barriers to entry. It's good. But uh, everyone knows if you just source at a three X, it's really hard to be profitable. Um, it, you know, so we try to teach the seven X multiplier and we teach, we teach a course on negotiation, but the bottom line is remember that the prices that you get at the fair are just going to be pretty much just general prices. That is not the negotiation. The negotiation happens later when you're actually, you know, talking with that supplier, when you're finalizing your orders. So just, you know, when they give you that price at the fair, just take that as, you know, as your kind of baseline. The other thing that we teach our folks, we're, we're trying to gear them up to be wholesalers not to be, you know, uh, just direct to consumer. We want them to be able to sell to businesses, right? So um, there's some training and some language and some lingo that goes along with that. And that alone is um, better for negotiation because larger margins are required. And if you know how to kind of speak that language, you can often uh, negotiate much, much better um, than you're going to be able to do if you're just going in there and saying, hey, you know, 
uh, uh, I'm going to sell this on Amazon. You know, what kind of price can you give me? You know, so that's, that's kind of the best tip I can give is, is don't really take the prices at the fair, just as, as like gospel, just, uh, write them down as kind of a reference point, a note, and then realize that you can negotiate after that. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the the 7X thing because a lot of Amazon sellers don't get that. They don't even think about that. You know, when you take into account all the overhead, you really, really have, I would say 7X is a minimum. Normally when I'm sourcing, I try to get 10X. That's kind of, that's kind of my, uh, you know, where I try to, try to, try to shoot. And that's what we, that's what we actually encourage. We tell them for Amazon, you need 10X because that's 3X off the top is Amazon, right? And you don't have those same, if you're just selling, if you're just going to retailers, well, you don't have those Amazon fees. You don't have the advertising. You're, you know, you're selling in bulk, and so it's just a totally different, you know, business model. So seven X is okay, but absolutely aim for ten X if your primary channel is Amazon. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at one p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q and A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.